1: Welcome in, everybody, to the CFB Nation All-America Podcast. My name is Bill Troche, Senior Editor at SportingNews.com, alongside Bill Bender, Lead College Football Writer at SportingNews.com. And, Bill, we are heading into Week 13. It's a Thanksgiving edition of the All-America Podcast, the final week of the regular season. Are you ready? It's a, it's a condensed week. We appreciate everybody joining us here before, uh, before the holiday um and what, what what are your thoughts as we head into this big weekend well i mean
2: i've got what i needed oh you won the ohio university won That's the mac right. east i got That's my right. mac east. i got my stand up and cheer shirt on from homage right now i'm okay i'm good man bring on toledo i guess um no it'll be fun it, it, this is rivalry week this is that you know you how many times you're going to hear the phrase throw the records out but in some of these games you have to keep the records in <laughs> because it has to do with the college football playoff. Um, I'm excited. I always love this week. It's kind of like, you know, I, I would, from a work standpoint, you know, you've been so busy for 13 weeks, and then you start to realize, oh, this ride's about to stop here in a few weeks. So uh, you enjoy this one, especially the game I'll be at, Ohio State-Michigan. You learn to enjoy moments like that, because they don't come around that often.
1: No question about it. It's going to be great. Uh, so we will go through... Our viewing windows, like we do every week, we, we prepare and preview the uh, the best viewing, uh, the b- biggest game in each viewing window over the weekend. We're stretching it out for Thursday, Friday, and Saturday this weekend because there's so much football to talk about. We'll review our confidence contest, which again remains super tight after a week, week 12 for both you and I, and then we will go into our confidence picks for this weekend And I will give you a little trivia. Hint, hint, it's going to be Ohio State, Michigan themed. Right up your alley, Bill. Right up your alley. You should be ready for it. Uh, So let's go into the viewing windows. We will kick it off on Thursday.
0: We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed.
1: Thanksgiving night, Mississippi State at number 20, Ole Miss, 7 o'clock ESPN. Ole Miss is a three-point favorite. Not the big-time game we thought it was going to be, or it could have been. Mississippi State had a few moments this season. It looked like it was going to be very, very good. Uh, they were 5-1. and one. Now they come in 7-4. and four. Chance to go 4-4 four and four in the SEC for the second straight year under Mike Leach. Ole Miss was ranked seventh and was 7-0 earlier before dropping 3-4, of four. Uh, the latest being a 42-27 loss to Arkansas in a game they trailed 42-6 to in the third quarter. Not high stakes polls-wise, but the Egg Bowl is always fun. Always like to check in on on Thanksgiving night. Kiffin is 2-0 and in the Kiffin vs. Leach Egg Bowl. And uh, speaking of Kiffin, he's been in the headlines this week. What do you think we'll see in the Egg Bowl? He's not the Auburn coach yet. I mean, he may be.
2: I don't. He, he's trolling reporters and, you know, generating headlines that way. And, you know, it, it, I, this one's always funny that they put this one on Thanksgiving because these two really hate each other. It's top five most hated rivals by far. Um, Contrast in styles with Mike Leach, they averaged 321.8 passing yards versus that M- old miss running game where they had two running backs clear 100 yards in that loss last week. Uh, 278.3 a game, best rushing attack in the SEC. I think as long as they don't turn the ball over, Ole Miss wins at home. I don't know if last week the Lane Kiffin distractions. Like, I mean, conspiracy theories could say, yeah, he's going to Auburn, and that's why they played so poorly last week. But they played so poorly because they turned the ball over a lot. Um, So, yeah, a fun game, like you said. Uh, the NFL normally takes precedence on Thursday, but this is a good one that they always slip in there to – Keep the college fans interested now that Texas and Texas A&M don't play.
1: I mean, Ole Miss had over 700 yards of total offense last week. I mean, a lot of it was garbage in the fourth quarter. They scored 21 points, but 700 yards is impressive no matter how you do it or when you do it. So uh, the Kiffin storyline to Auburn obviously overshadows overshadows the game for uh, a good bit. But once the whistle blows, you're right. These two get after it. Year after year, the fan bases get after it, and it doesn't really matter what the records are. The passion is there for the Egg Bowl, for sure. Friday afternoon, 4 o'clock, U.S.-England is at 2 o'clock. Soccer game will be wrapped up. You can go from the soccer game over to the Big Ten Network, Nebraska at Iowa. Debatable which game, the soccer game or this game, will have more scoring. Uh, Iowa ranked 130th in the nation. In total offense, but it has willed itself in position to reach the Big Ten championship game for the second year in a row with an amazing defense and amazing special teams. If they beat three and eight Nebraska, they will win the division for the second straight time, something only Ohio State and, and Wisconsin have been able to do in the Big Ten. Uh, since losing to Ohio state 54 to 10, Iowa's was on a four game winning streak and has not allowed more than 13 points. To anyone, uh, Nebraska's on a five game losing streak seems more focused on trying to hire their next coach than it is winning games at this point. How do you see this one unfolding at Iowa city?
2: Oh, I got a soccer story for you. Mm, um, hit me. I was working Tuesday and, you know, I wasn't really following along with the game and, and, you know, like you, you and I joke, we're not huge soccer guys, but I, you know, I want the United States to win. that That's fine. And I was kind of game tracking just a little bit in the first half, but I was zoned in on what I was doing at work, go upstairs, turn on the TV. I was like, Oh yeah, they're still playing, turn it on. And it was right when Wales scored on the penalty kick. So I'm like, I probably shouldn't watch cause maybe it's me. <laughs> and then I have all these soccer fans mad at me because they tied. So, um, I don't really have a soccer joke. I hope they beat England. Um, It's always nice to beat England. So we'll see if that happens. Um, Of course. Of course. uh, Now for this Iowa-Nebraska game. A couple of things. I mean, I think the Hawkeyes win. When they came to the big... Nebraska came to the big Ten. This was kind of like the creator rivalry that they tried to make. And at first, I mean, Nebraska won three of the four meetings. It was good. I was one quietly won seven in a row in this series. And if you're in that part of the country and you're a Nebraska fan, that can't be accepted.
1: A lot because of high br- heartbreakers too.
2: Yeah. And that means Iowa's tougher than you, basically. And that with the way these two teams play. And I think Iowa one stat stands out. I looked this up last night. They're they're first in the FBS in yards per play to allowed. They allow 4 yards of play, which is just if you really think about it, it's incredible. They've never all season even playing Ohio State, Michigan. Those one-sided games. They haven't allowed 400 yards in a game
1: unbelievable
2: if you think about that it's incredible yeah so um jack campbell's amazing i think iowa wins it's gonna be close i saw the news that lance leopold will not be nebraska's next coach he will uh sign an extension with kansas so like you said i mean is this matt rule time is it mickey joseph we're gonna hear a lot about
1: that in the next couple weeks the dave doran name was floating around last week i mean last night sorry as a potential candidate at Nebraska. So we shall see do more.
2: With, he's a do more with less guy mm-hmm. and a solid coach. And maybe, you know, this year at NC state, it didn't work out. Maybe change of scenery. Wouldn't be the worst for him. He'd
1: win seven, eight games there a year. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Definitely. Uh, okay. Let's go. Saturday noon window. We know what game we're starting with bill. You are at media availability on tuesday correct for michigan Mm -hmm. ohio state over at columbus Uh, we got number three michigan at number two ohio state big noon game on fox ohio state is an eight and a half point favorite spread higher than we talked about a few weeks ago possibly because you know michigan's near loss to illinois Uh, blake corn was banged up i don't know but 15.9 million people watched last year which was the highest rated regular season telecast uh, that was higher than the SEC championship game last year between Alabama and Georgia and only trailed the, the three CFB playoff games and the Rose Bowl. Uh, it was also the highest-rated regular season game in 2018 and 2016, and I expect it to be the highest-rated regular season game here in 2022. Where do you want to start? You want to start on the injury front? You want to start with the media availability? Both came, both teams banged up a little bit. Um, What's the latest there, and and what did you learn on Tuesday? Well, I think people were worried about the injuries on both sides. Um, for Ohio
2: State, I Trayvon Henderson, Mayan Williams, Jackson Smith, and Jigba, Tommy Eichenberg, the captain and linebacker, uh, two broken hands, and he's still playing. I mean, he was at availability. I, the the toughness that that takes. Um, that word was tossed around a lot at Ohio State's media availability. They they had their toughness question in last year's loss and now you know Cade Stover was asked about that a million times Zach Harris and then the born on third comment came up which you knew it would and Ryan Day kind of played it off and said I have no comment about that we can talk about it later but my thing is Michigan used what Ohio State reportedly said last year with the hang a hundred on them and that was rumored to be said and some of the smack talk columbus michigan used it i feel like ohio state's using the same thing this year but it's different team different game different stage so i don't really get hung up on that stuff that much because i'm like at the end of the day you're not thinking about what ryan day said when you're running or out so i think it does come down to injuries the running backs um dallas laden could be a, a sleeper big play in this game for ohio state and, you know, for Michigan, it's, it's Blake Corum, Donovan Edwards, which one's going to be healthy? Because I don't know that C.J. Stokes, you saw that against Illinois, it's not the same offense. So Luke Schoonmaker's yet another injury. Is he going to play? Um, I still think all of it, most of those guys will play. It's going to be great theater. I can't wait to see it. Um, and as I, when I talked to Jake Butt last week, he said it best. It's, these two teams are literally designed to beat each other. Mm-hmm. The one does things well that the other doesn't, and vice versa. It's contrast in styles. When you get in a game like that, probably favors the home team a little bit.
1: And it's interesting you talk about the toughness factor because you know Bruce Feldman wrote something on The Athletic this, this morning that they talked to a bunch of coaches that have faced both teams, and they are portrayed, Ohio State is portrayed as the finesse team, Michigan is portrayed as the tougher team, the run-it-down-your-throat team. And I think the players are aware of those perceptions. Yes?
2: Oh, absolutely. And and Ohio State has the better roster in terms of four- and five-star talent. I mean, Zach Harrison was a five-star that was recruited by both. Um, t- Tommy Eichenberg, just an amazing story for them, the way that he's playing. And, yeah, I, I think those those are out there. But in order to win the game, you're going to have to do the things – that you're perceived not to be doing well. Like, so yes, Ohio state's going to have to run the ball. They average actually average the same amount of yards per carry as Michigan. It's just a different way of doing it. Michigan's going to have to throw the ball well, which means we have a story at sporting news about Michigan's last win at Ohio stadium 2000. I was, (laughs) I think I was a senior in college and I'm in my forties now. So it's been a minute and it's, the parallels between the guy that won that game, Drew Henson and JJ McCarthy are really interesting because JJ McCarthy is kind of plays with the same style. He's got some mobility like Henson did. He's got a cannon arm like Henson did. He hasn't been accurate the last three weeks. Henson was really good at Michigan. Like, I know, his career got to be a punchline, but he was a stud that year at Michigan. And I mean, he went toe to toe with Drew Brees in one of the best big 10 games I've ever seen. So it, it's on McCarthy a little bit on that. I think the most pressure is on J.J. McCarthy on one side. and On the other side, I think the most pressure is probably on Ryan Day. Because if they lose, he'll be the first Ohio State coach with a losing res- record against Michigan since the end of the Cooper era.
1: It's just amazing to think. I was thinking about that, too. Someone said Ryan Day was under pressure. And they went, what, 11-2 and and won the Rose Bowl last year. And then he could go... 12 and one with another rose bowl championship this year and he would be quote unquote under pressure <laughs> that's the john
2: cooper factor because they did that for 13 years with john cooper who was 210 and one if you look if you bill if you go back and i don't have it in front of me but if you take john cooper's winning percentage go look at it and then subtract take the bull games out and take the Ohio State game, Michigan game out. He was two ten and one in that. I think he was like two two and eleven in bowl games. Take those out of it, then look at his winning percentage. It's like eighty something. Uh, so, but all they cared about was all they cared this about game, was Michigan, mm-hmm. this game, and then the bowl game. And, Four k Oh, good. Ahead. Go ahead. No, I mean that's just I, I. I'm curious to go look at it afterward because <laughs> it, it's very. And Cooper was a hell of a coach. He brought. The NFL mentality to Columbus, where they had guys like Pace and Eddie George and Corey, the late Corey Stringer. I mean, they had a team that had Corey Stringer and Orlando Pace with Eddie George running between it. <laughs> I that would that would do well today. So, um, but he couldn't beat Michigan, and that's the same thing. On the flip side, Bill Harbaugh, one and five. If he goes to one and six against Michigan, if you do the math on that, he would be. 23 and 3 the last two seasons. With a loss to Michigan or lost to Ohio State and but people all they would say he's, they would not pay attention to that number they'd say he's 1 and 6 against Ohio mm-hmm, State. Mm-hmm. That's how much this game means.
1: Forecast is a little rainy and in the 40s. Uh, people believe that will play into Michigan's hands more than it will Ohio State. Uh but we will see. Are you seeing the same forecast? You're you're right in the heart of it.
2: No, I think the weather will be not as big a factor as people think just because the temperature is going to be in the fifties. It's supposed to rain later in the afternoon. I know people are paying attention to it. It's Funny you say that because like everybody I talk to about the game, they're, they're pulling up their phone and they're being like, well, the weather says it's I'm like, unless it's super windy, I'm not real worried about it. I, I think, yes, that would help Michigan a little bit, but you know, I've watched Ohio state play in bad. TJ Stroud's played well. I mean, for them, for Michigan, regardless of the weather, they have to pressure CJ Stroud. They have to land the pressure, or um, you know, Marvin Harrison and Emeka Ibuka and Kate Stover are going to do a lot of work in that game. When you have two receivers that average 16 yards a catch, like Harrison and Ibuka do, uh, you you can't you can't cover that long. You've got to get to the quarterback. So I think it's going to be a great game. I, I'm looking forward to it. As, as you know, we did a piece at Sporting News about. The potential of the future of this game and rematches and how, you know, we got thoughts from Urban Meyer and Jim Trestle and John Bacon, my good friend and, but, and and the future of this game, it's going to change. It is, it's going to change. So to me, in a lot of ways, and we've talked about this, this is the last great regular season war to me because I don't know what it's going to look like in a few years. And I think this is the last time they'll both be 11 and zero coming into this one with real consequences because bill we talked about this before the show i do think the loser's probably out probably Mm -hmm. like more than 50 percent chance the loser of this game's out of the playoff race
1: all right honorable mention in that same window if they can get any eyeballs it'll be south carolina at number nine clemson noon on abc clemson a 14 and a half point favorite big playoff implications here uh, South Carolina, on their first possession in the third quarter against Tennessee, they had a three and out and they kneeled at the end of the first half and they kneeled at the end of the game, okay? <laughs> their other nine possessions, Bill? touchdowns. Mm-hmm. They had essentially ten real possessions against Tennessee. They had nine touchdowns. Now they're not gonna do that against Clemson, but the Gamecocks are capable. That's the point. You know, in addition to the Tennessee game they scored at least thirty against three other SEC opponents, uh, Vanderbilt, Arkansas, and Texas A&M. Very Jekyll and Hyde team. Clemson suddenly back in the playoff mix, and if some chaos chaos happens, they're going to find themselves inside the bracket at the end of the day. This one has a lot more intrigue than it did a week ago.
2: Yeah, because Clemson's right in the thick of that playoff race we were talking about, and if they beat a South Carolina who just crushed Tennessee, Mm -hmm. then they're going to get a lot more attention. Um, this rivalry hasn't been particularly close in the last five years. Uh, Clemson's won by 31.3 points per game. We talked last Saturday about Spencer Rattler. Does he uh, <laughs> stay on that heater and go beat Clemson? And what does that mean? So, uh, it's gonna be an entertaining game. I, I it's hard to say which South Carolina team will show up, like you said. Clemson, I did say this. We were Brian and I, Driscoll and I were talking about this on the podcast yesterday. Clemson wins, get ready for Senator Swinney to come out and start politicking away about Clemson's playoff and what they've done and who they've played and why it's better than the Ohio State-Michigan loser because that's coming. So, uh, But, yeah, I think I like Clemson in this game, but it's going to be competitive.
1: Yeah, it's definitely going to be competitive, and Clemson's desperate to bolster their resume. So South Carolina blowing out Tennessee was the best thing that could have happened to Clemson. Uh, third game, just as of a note, Georgia is hosting Georgia Tech in the noon window, the number one team in the country. They obviously are trying to keep winning. And uh, Georgia Tech, you know, they've had a nice little season since they uh, since they got rid of uh, Jeff Collins. And Brent Key seems to be gathering some momentum as potentially getting the full-time job at Georgia Tech. That game is on ESPN, also in the noon window. Saturday, 3.30 window. We go from Ohio State, Michigan to Auburn, Alabama. Not a bad afternoon. Auburn is going to be at number seven, Alabama, 3.30 on CBS. Alabama is a 21.5-point favorite. Uh, This will be Saturday's second-highest-rated game and likely uh, top 10 for the season, despite the fact that Auburn's under five hundred, It just always gets eyeballs. Uh, Cadillac Williams has been a fun interim coach for Auburn, but they seem to have their eye on Lane Kiffin. Uh, to come in from Ole Miss to be the next coach. Will that happen? And, you know, if Lane wants it, I think he gets it. Uh, but we shall see. It feels like Q Freeze is maybe the backup plan. Um, Alabama, clearly the more talented team, the more together team. Motivation shouldn't be a problem in this one. Uh, Todd have won five in a row in Tuscaloosa, all by double digits. Your thoughts on the Iron Bowl?
2: Third highest ranked game, TV-wise. I think USC, Notre Dame will have more people don't you
1: saturday yeah i don't know prime
2: time prime time maybe uh, yeah. i'm
1: i'm shocked every year when i see the numbers of all my auburn alabama it really is it's
2: something. well but they're not uh, auburn is not very good so i think that, that that's why it's going to be a little bit less um i you know this this is a rivalry that's obviously produced iconic plays are one of our Content producers, Zach Al is huge Alabama Auburn guy. He and I go back and forth on this every year about <laughs> well, I mean, the answer is and he's not he's not here to defend himself, but it, yeah, it's not it's not bigger than Ohio State, Michigan. I'm sorry. It's bigger <laughs> in Alabama than Ohio State, Michigan, but not everywhere else. Um and it, it'd be interesting. It's I don't even think it's an audition for Cadillac Williams Bill because I think they're going to look elsewhere, but maybe they keep Cadillac on staff. Um Alabama wins. It's just a question of how much. I don't. People are trying desperately to make a playoff case for the Crimson Tide. It's not happening.
1: It's no, it's not, not happening. happening. No. Heather
2: Dinich tweeted that last night. She does an awesome job at ESPN. I'm like, no, it's not happening. And I'm like, just listen to Heather. She knows what she's talking about. This isn't happening. They're not going to go. They're going to go to the Orange Bowl, and they'll be ten and two, and that's fine. We'll we'll survive. We'll be able to watch a college football playoff without Alabama. It's cool. But um I think they cruise in this iron bowl Auburn might hang around and cover. I like them to cover because it's huge spread, but uh it, it you know, Alabama's a better team.
1: Honorable mention in the afternoon, number nine, Oregon at number one, Oregon up number one, number twenty one, Oregon State, three thirty Fox. Oregon is a three and a half point favorite. The battle formerly known as the Civil War, which they got rid of in twenty twenty. Uh, should be a great one. You know I love my Pac-12 games, Bill. Uh, Oregon State's won five of its last six but the only loss was that last second uh, three-point loss to Washington. Uh, The Beavers, they're for real. They get it done with defense. They're second in the Pac-12 in points allowed. They're 5-1 and at home uh, with the only loss coming to USC, that late game, three points in that one. So uh, Oregon State is, is legit. Oregon picked up itself off the mat after the loss to Washington and gutted out a a 20 to 17 win over Utah last week, Bo Nix wasn't his usual mobile self. We'll see if he can be a running threat this week with that uh, tender ankle on paper, very even matchup. I want gray skies. I want wind. I want a little rain and uh, I want loud uniforms in this one. Yeah, you'll get all
2: that. I think (laughs) you get an Oregon win. I think they, they are the better team. It's been a fun. I mean, this can be fun. The civil wars, uh, they, oh, we can't call it that anymore. Can't
1: call so, it that anymore.
2: So, what do they call it now? I don't know. <laughs> like, I like can't I don't, call it that. So, I don't know they,
1: I don't know if they renamed it or not.
2: No, I don't. You know, I'll just leave that alone. But uh, Oregon definitely is the better team here. I, I think they clinched their spot in the Pac-12 championship. I still think they're the best team in the Pac-12. They've got as good an offense as Brian Driscoll said. I got to steal this from him. As good an offense as USC and a better defense. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I think the Ducks take care of their business here on the road, win that one. and um, But like you said, they're going to have to play well. Oregon State's plucky has been one of those kind of underrated, probably not talked about enough success stories this year and what Jonathan Smith's been able to do there.
1: No doubt. No doubt. Uh, One other team to keep an eye on in the afternoon window, TCU. They are hosting Iowa State 4 o'clock. On Fox, they obviously need to keep winning to stay inside the bracket. Saturday night, Saturday window, number 15, Notre Dame at number 6, USC. 7.30, ABC. USC is a a 6.5-point favorite. Get ready for some shiny helmets, shiny golden helmets at a packed L.A. Coliseum. Uh, This game matters out there for the first time in a while. 2012, of course, Notre Dame had to win to – get into the national championship game. Uh, They had to beat an unranked USC team. The last time both teams were ranked for a game out in Los Angeles was 2006. This year, it is USC trying to get into the playoff. Notre Dame's coming off a 44-0 demolition of Boston College that was noteworthy more for the Irish playing at a high level against weaker competition more than anything else. nd has been good away from home this year. They Had a competitive game against Ohio State way back in uh, in September, and they've beaten BYU, North Carolina, and Syracuse away from home. Uh, USC showed its strengths and weaknesses in uh, in a 48 45 win over UCLA. Good offense, bad defense. Notre Dame would love to play. Spoiler here: USC knows what it's playing playing for. What do you see in this one? Um. It'll be fun,
2: and that's. I think more people will watch this one because it's in prime time and because they're both good. And like you just said, it they're both ranked, and that produces – I don't know, man. I get, I'm not trying to hate on the Iron Bowl here, but there's more Notre Dame-USC games that I remember than <laughs> the Iron Bowl where I remember the kick six and I, the cam back. And <laughs> the na- cam back. And that's about it. Like, honestly, that's about it. Like, and I don't remember anything pre like BCS on that rivalry. Whereas Notre Dame USC, I mean, the most, one of the most memorable regular season games I've ever watched Bush push. They've Mm -hmm. had other great games and this one has gone stale though. Admittedly, Auburn, Alabama has been the better rivalry in recent years, but wait till you see when this one's back, like it is this year with two first year coaches who are hot coaches. Lincoln Riley could lead a playoff run. Marcus Freeman, if they don't lose to Stanford and Marshall, I mean, or one of those, even they're nine and two and maybe playing for a New Year's Day six bowl. Um, Caleb Williams, best player in college football, wrote it last week, and I'll stick with it. He's he's the best player in college football. He is amazing. It's like I'm watching Patrick Mahomes and Notre Dame on the other side. They'll they'll be able to run the ball against this defense. It's a great. It's another contrast to Styles' game. And if Drew Pine is good, and I talked to Brian about this yesterday, if Drew Pine is 70% Drew Pine, Notre Dame can win. If Drew Pine is 50% Drew Pine, they'll get hammered. So, um, yeah, I'm looking forward to this one. I'll be, I'll probably just be getting home and just filed and, you know, get on this one and, and very excited to watch USC and Notre Dame
1: in the, in the Coliseum. No question. It's going to be really fun. USC has an enormous advantage at quarterback, right? Yep. Uh but I think Notre Dame's defense is is way better than USC's defense. Contrast and styles going to be fun and like it feels good that they're both good at the same time. It's been Notre Dame better than USC. When the when the times when USC has their act together, Notre Dame seems to be down. Finally they've kind of come together and this should be a fun one on Saturday night for sure. Honorable mention, Saturday night Kansas at Kansas State, number 12 Kansas State. Uh, eight o'clock, Fox, Kansas State, eleven and a half point favorite. If Baylor beats Texas on Friday, Kansas State will already be in the Big Twelve championship game against TCU before it even takes the field against Kansas. Um, but if Texas wins, Kansas State has to has to win to get in. Uh, they'll have to beat Kansas for the fourteenth straight time. Kansas good. is one in what? Go ahead. No, you're good. Yeah, yeah that's I, yeah. What's the fourteen in a row? 14 in a row uh, in this rivalry. Kansas, they're one and five since their five and zero start, and uh, they were run over by Texas last week, 55-14. Kansas State has lost to Tulane, TCU, and Texas this year. Three relatively respectable losses. I think all all three are ranked right now. Um, doesn't seem to matter who's at quarterback for them. It was, it was Will Howard last week. Big win over West Virginia. Kansas has only come within 10 points in this rivalry once in 10 years. But, of course, we know this is a different Kansas team, and they might feel a little momentum now that Lance Leipold has signed on and is not going anywhere. That's going to be a fun game. You know, a
2: good in-state rivalry. That's All these in-state rivalries matter across the corners of the country. And Kansas State, if they win here, which I think they will – they're kind of my my con- – we'll get into this next week. I think they're my conference championship week spoiler mm. that's going to ruin some things. Mm-hmm. Um, they've done be- it before. Because they've done it before, and they're not going to be afraid to see TCU again. So I-, I think they take care of their business here. But Kansas competes with that confidence that Lance isn't going anywhere, and you kind of see that sometimes when teams come out and, and play. And I think this is a close one, but I like the Wildcats at home.
1: One other game to keep an, keep an eye on, uh, LSU is playing in the night window. They're in the playoff mix, of course, is the the game before the SEC championship where they will play Georgia. They are on the road at Texas A&M uh, at 7 o'clock on ESPN. Time for our confidence contest update. Every week, Bill and I pick four games against the spread. We pick any four games we want. We order them. In order of confidence, four points, three points, two points, one point, like a bold confidence pool. And uh, last week was a rough week for the Bills. Uh, we both pulled out, pulled in only one point. I pushed my two-pointer. Uh, Utah was a plus three against Oregon. And you got your one-pointer, which is USC, just covering over UCLA. Uh, we missed the rest, including our four-pointer. We both agreed TCU was a sure thing, and that didn't happen. They won the game. But they were not able to cover the two and a half points where they won a the game on that that crazy frantic field goal that was really cool thing to watch. I mean right. that was as organized as a field goal unit as you can have, and right. you know we've talked about Sonny Dykes possibly being the coach of the year, and that's some more evidence towards that that uh towards that that side right oh for sure yeah it was it was a great play so
2: um. I had a horrible week against the spread last week. I was seven and 14 on sporting news picks. I always have one week like that where it just, and it was typical of a week where it was like that survival Saturday or whatever you want to call it. There was a lot of close Mm -hmm. losses by the spread. So I'm not worried about it. I'm ready to bounce back for
1: rivalry week. I know it's tight between us. Um, 56, 54. That's tight. I lead by two. We go back to the honors the previous week since we tied. That was me. I will pick first. I will give my four pointer. Then you can give your four. Et what's cetera, the et what's the trivia question? Oh yeah. Sorry. The trivia question. Trochi trivia. I will give the answer at the end of the show, but I'm gonna go right up to the the game, right? I gotta ask a Michigan Ohio State question this week. And I'm gonna make it I don't know if it's too hard or not. We'll see. Trying to get into the weeds, but I know you are one of the world's most uh, upmost no, experts on this rivalry. This is the thirteenth top five matchup between Michigan and Ohio State, right? Mm-hmm. What is the record of the home team in those twelve matchups? <laughs> you're chuckling. No, I don't. I, I, I'm gonna have to, the record I, of the home team. Okay so okay, you gotta I'll, I'll think just, about it you start thinking that over and we'll get back to that at the end of the show okay all right so my four pointer i'm going to kick us off i'm going with notre dame five yeah. plus five and a half at usc i think it's a great spot for notre dame usc's been the toast of the town toast to la since they they won 48 45 it was a great win Caleb Williams is Mr. Heisman all of a sudden, and they've been told just how great they are and just went out, and you're going to be in the playoff all week. And How'd uh, that work out for Tennessee last week? Didn't work out. Uh, this is a tough task to get yourself up to that fever pitch for two weeks in a row. Uh, Notre Dame's coming in after a, a confidence-building win over Boston College. They just they played very well from A to Z, 44 to nothing, 37 nothing in the first half uh this is this is not a playing out the string game for notre dame it's a big game they want another big time pelt marcus freeman you know in his first season they want want to go out on a high note i think the irish have a good chance to win outright here so i'll take the five and a half
2: okay i'm gonna go look at the oregon oregon state game if i i I have it at three is it three and a half or three uh I'm three taking, and a half, three and, and a half. I'll take Oregon either way. I, I think the ducks win by at least a touchdown and roar into that Pac-12 championship game where they're the other. This is an article we're going to have to do next week is the conference championship spoilers rank them mm. one to five. And mm. Oregon's a very good conference championship spoiler um, because I think they could ruin USC's world next week. If Notre Dame doesn't um, mm. that, that's what we were talking about is like, Notre Dame or USC has the hardest two game path of these teams trying to get into the playoff. They do. They got to play Notre Dame. Then they got to turn around and play Oregon. That's not, that's a gauntlet. And I like the, the ducks take care of their business. I'll take three and a half like their chances. And uh, Oregon, the, the ducks, they, they're just going to lament that into
1: that Washington game forever. Okay. Oh <laughs> Oh man, that was something. Three pointer for me, Arizona stay out in the Pac-12. Arizona minus four and a half at at home against Arizona State. Both teams are two and six in the league, but Arizona's played a tougher schedule and fared better against the good teams. I think Arizona State's limping to the finish line under an interim coach. Arizona's still playing hard for Jed Fish. They're trying to get to five wins after just having one win last season. And Arizona State's last visit to Arizona, I don't know if you remember, 70-7. to I think Arizona hasn't forgotten and they have a chance for a little payback here. I think Arizona covers the four and a half. That's a, that's a good pick.
2: I got Oklahoma and Texas tech. I'm going to take the Sooners minus two. I Mm. think they, they ride the momentum of last week and just keep going. You know, they, that first half against Oklahoma state was what we're accustomed to seeing from Oklahoma. (laughs) You know, this is a wild back and forth, back and forth, big 12 game. But I think the Sooners, um it's a short spread so all i have to do is win by a field goal and uh i like them to go into a bull game maybe up their bull game a little bit and get things with brent Benable's on track heading into the uh his what's going to be a very pivotal and watch second season as they get ready for sec play pretty shortly
1: yeah yeah my two-pointer i'm going the opposite of you oregon state i'm taking the three and a half against okay. Oregon, Oregon state plus three and a half. I mentioned it earlier. They're five and one at home with only a three point loss to USC. They've been very, very good home team. This is the third emotional game in a row for Oregon after Washington and Utah, Oregon state's coming in after an easy win over Arizona state. They've won two of the last three against the ducks in Corvallis. Um, counting on Bo Nix still being a little limited in the run game. And Oregon State's defense is stepping up and, and leading the way here. So give me the Beavers. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. I've
2: got – my two? Where does she go? Washington minus two in the Apple Cup over Washington State. Wow, I know easy. it's on, on the road. Not easy. Good quarterbacks. We wrote about Cam Ward in the, the preseason. Michael Penix Jr. has been one of the best quarterbacks in the country in terms of uh, passing yardage that's going to be a fun game Mm -hmm. that's another one like you just it's this is the other bad thing if there's a bad thing about rivalry week is like i want to watch all of these in their entirety (laughs) but you you're you're forced to like flip the tv around a little bit and this is one i would love to watch in its entirety because i love the quarterbacks in this one i know they're on the road too which makes it hard but i i like the huskies they got beat pretty bad last week how about Kalen DeBoer? um 10 wins in year one at that place. Mm-hmm. Love it. So, uh, I think the Huskies get it done. And, uh, I'm gonna, I'm as you can see, I'm using a lot of low spreads today.
1: We're all about the Pac 12, right? Yeah. we a lot six of six picks, five of them have been Pac 12 games. We're very five educated on the Pac 12. We love it. Love it. Uh, one pointer. I'm going SEC here. Vanderbilt plus 14 and a half against Tennessee. There's reasons to take the Commodores other than the fact that I went there. Okay. Right. They had two straight, strong performances against Kentucky and Florida. They're they're not limping to the finish line. They really are playing well. Uh, Clark Lee seems to be building something here. Uh, Tennessee got just laid out emotionally after seeing their their playoff hopes vanish. And then Hendon Hooker goes down, their quarterback goes down. You know, there'll be a lot of Tennessee fans in Nashville. And, you know, the Vols will probably win 14 and a half. Might be enough for Vandy to get the cover here. Could do it
2: with Joe. That could go either way. Like Tennessee could be really angry and blow them out, but I don't know that they will with Joe Milton. So that was one that I was going to stay away from Mm -hmm. this week because I could see it either way. Uh, My one pointer is a little bit of a shot. Um, I'm going to take in the Texas A&M LSU game. I'm going to take Texas A&M to cover the minus 10. Mm. They've played some exciting games in the past. Um, I think A&M has one of those kind of just nothing to lose moments and LSU plays a little tight this week. So, I mean, a double digit spread in that game with that much talent, LSU could just hammer them with Jaden Daniels and he could run all over the place and and get some momentum into the Georgia game. But this could be their look ahead, look ahead to Georgia and and forget that Texas A&M is pretty talented and hasn't really gotten hammered in too many games this year. So... I think the Aggies show up in this one.
1: They haven't. They were sluggish against UMass last week, but that was, you know, empty stadium and everything like that. So um, interesting pick there. Yeah, we'll keep an eye on that one. Uh, So to review, I've got Notre Dame plus five and a half. Arizona minus four and a half. Oregon State plus three and a half. And I've got Vandy plus 14 and a half against Tennessee. Your four-pointer, the Ducks minus three and a half. At Oregon State, OU minus two against Texas Tech. Washington minus two against Washington State in the Apple Cup, and uh, Texas A&M plus ten against LSU. All right, time. For the trivia answer, what you got for me, Bill? Well, I have the article it's been... up. It's. Oh, no. it you I'm, I'm not be... look, I didn't look at it. No, I didn't look at it. <laughs> I didn't look at it. That's why I'm trying to do it in my head. So it's uh, the, the 13th top five meeting between Michigan and Ohio State. Uh, the previous 12 games, what is the record of the home team?
2: I'm going to guess... And I'm trying to sketch it out, like on my paper here. I
1: know I I know you could practically go through all twelve. So that's why I'm I'm thinking you're going to dig in and come up with it. Eight, three, and one. Incorrect, Bill. What is it? Ten, one, and one. So it's that good. Like I was, I was. The home team is ten, one, and one in these top five matchups. Advantage Ohio State.
2: Big time. And I know I was just, the ones that I was sketching, I was working my way backwards. Um, <laughs> so the last several home team won, 3 6 16, 97. Uh, the tie I did get the tie part right, so I should get like half credit for yes, that. Yes, that was good um, that you
1: got the tie. Yeah, good.
2: And, and I know that's one of the most legendary games in the history of the series. So I just, there's a couple on that back half of the Woody 10-year war that, again, the home team You've been dominated then. So Home well, team. That's, that's bad news if you're a Wolverines fan. So, but we'll, we'll, I'm going to have to look back which one was the one where the road team won. Probably, yeah. oh, I'll look that up too. So I've got a couple things to look up. Uh, I did have a request. I have a request for this week. Can I get okay. it? Hit me. Right. Can we do one point? Which game? Is, I put this up on Twitter. I said, which game is going to be closer? Okay. high State, Michigan or Notre Dame, USC? Ooh. And if you look at my Twitter poll, it's pretty much fifty-fifty. I think
1: I voted in that. Who, so, which,
2: which one do you think will be closer?
1: Notre Dame, USC.
2: I'll take Ohio State, Michigan.
1: Oh, okay. So let's All do. Right, it so one, that's one point extra, bonus point.
2: Because neither one of us picked Ohio State, Michigan, and it doesn't feel right that we didn't. If I did, I would take the Buckeyes to cover. But I, I like that bet. That makes it. That adds another layer to those two.
1: Okay, one point bonus. I've got the ND USC game is gonna be closer than Ohio State, Michigan. I like that. I like that. I just Good. looked it up. nineteen seventy five number one, Ohio State twenty one at number four, Michigan fourteen.
2: There was a stretch bill
1: That is the only visiting team to win one of these top five matchups.
2: Do you there is a stretch in that ten year war that I that is always recited. There was a four year stretch for Michigan where the only loss or the only tie was to Ohio state. <laughs> and it was a four year stretch when Archie Griffin was at tailback for Ohio state, Archie Griffin, as John Bacon told us in the story this week, three, Oh, and one against the Wolverines. And that was the, imagine how excruciating that would be today. Mm. If your only loss for four years was to your biggest rival, that's
1: what makes this game so special. It's going to be fun. Going to be fun. All right, Bill. well, Enjoy the next two days, some family time, some Thanksgiving time, some Turkey time, and we will, uh, send you off to the horseshoe on Saturday morning and enjoy one of the biggest game of the season, biggest game of the regular season. And, uh, we will look forward to your coverage on sporting com. Thank you everyone for joining. We went a little long, but there's a lot of football to talk about. It's Thanksgiving week, right, Bill? That's right.
2: And happy Thanksgiving to you. Happy Thanksgiving to all our listeners. And, uh,
1: We'll see you next week. Very good. That's it. Thank you for joining us here on the CFB Nation All-America Podcast.